TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts, Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to The Wellness Guys. I'm Dr. Lawrence Tam. I'm Dr. Damien Kristoff. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. And this is The Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness to our lives. And we are very excited because this is the official week launch of the wellness couch if you have missed a previous episode last week we interviewed our first show up for the chat girls and uh, so this week is the actual official official launch of the wellness couch which is bringing you four new four shows in total a week you guys asked for it you guys been asking for the wellness guys every single day and which is going to be impossible for us to do that so we decided to bring in other experts to uh, give you more content on health and wellness now damien Let's talk about why we decided to come up with the wellness couch and and you know what you know what what is the wellness couch? All right. Well, my little pause there was because I just got off the couch, off the wellness couch. You like that? <laughs> <laughs> pretty corny. Pretty nah. corny, but you know, pretty bad. Well, the, the whole concept behind the couch was to bring together experts uh, under one umbrella, under I suppose one roof, um, sharing great content that was, I suppose, in line with our philosophies, collaborative. So collaborative, and we're going to be talking about collaboration later on, but what the greatest thing about this whole concept is that we have awesomeness every single day and people want to listen to this stuff every single day and, and now they can. And, you know, I suppose it's just an extension of the wellness guys. It's just other people saying similar stuff uh, through their eyes, which I think is really cool. Brett, obviously you've been uh, been really, really excited. You've been pumping it on social media, you know. So tell us, you know, yeah. in your opinion, your thoughts, you know, how Wellness Couch is really going to change the world. Oh, I think it is. I think it's going to be massive, and it's uh, it's just different insights, different people giving a different perspective on things. I mean, you know, the most obvious one, I guess, is that the three of us are guys, and so now we've got some girls joining us and giving it their different perspective as well. Uh, we've got people from different countries. So we've got some people from Australia, we've got some people from the US, some people from uh, Canada coming on board. So we're going to, we're really starting to spread this message, not just to Australia, but really to the world. I mean, we've done that already, but I think taking it to the world on a much larger scale, which for us is just so exciting to be able to do. Um, and so we're just really looking forward to sharing this with as many people as possible. We know that our fans are going to help us do that, and it's going to be really exciting. Yeah, it's, you know, we end every show by saying, you know, begin creating wellness into your lives and lead by example, and let's change the world's health together. We don't just say that, we actually do mean it. And this is one of the reasons why we decided to create the Wellness Couch, is we want to branch and branch out really to hit the, the rest of the world and we got the Canadian we got the Americans and the Australian we're going to hit them from all angles <laughs> we'll bring some Europeans and, <laughs> and Asian uh, content I'm sure but uh, we've got not Asian. from Sai not from Sai one of the things that is so important is, is, is the exact topic of why what we're going to talk about today you know wellness is, is out there and health is out there but we continually get fans uh, who just discovered us somehow and they say, you know, thank you for sharing your insights and the truth about, you know, health and wellness. One of the things we're going to discuss in today's episode is what happens, though, when doctors don't listen, you know. So let's start off with, you know, this this topic came about through a couple of conversations. And I think, uh, Brett, I think you're probably the best to start off the conversation that you had um, with someone. We won't name any names, obviously. Uh, and so we'll go through the couple scenarios and then we'll talk about what to do about it. 
Yeah, well, look, we were chatting. Uh, in fact, Damo and I were both chatting with a really good friend just recently, um, and she was talking about her father's journey. He's he's been on quite a journey in recent times. Um, has been diagnosed with cancer um, and has been going through treatment for that, um, which is fantastic. Uh, but at the same time, he's decided to not just take the, I guess the um, you know the Western approach to that and to the the conventional medical approach to that, but he's decided to look at some alternative stuff as well, or, or what we tend to call alternative stuff, which really isn't alternative at all. It's it's just simple. Simple stuff like eating right and exercising and those sort of things. Um, way out there. I know it's amazing we think of that as alternative, isn't it? And so and so he's changed his diet and he's done a great job. Like he's actually he's doing really really well. He looks actually fantastic. Um, the doctors have been saying to him, "Look, this is amazing. You're doing so much better than other people." Um, yet at the same time, when he goes into the hospital and gets checked out, then he's being told, "Hey, maybe what you're doing isn't quite right. You know, maybe this diet you're doing, and and you know, for him that's included, you know, getting grains out of his diet. It's included, you know, getting dairy out of his diet, cutting back on sugar." Um, and they're saying to him, "Well, maybe this, you know, you shouldn't actually do that because you're not getting enough energy." And um, I can't remember what it. They didn't. They didn't really actually have any great reasons why. They just said he shouldn't. And, um, energy. and memory, the memory, they were worried that he'd lose too much weight. Yeah. Yeah, so, so you've got to lose too much weight because you, you, know, you need to get, and we're getting enough calcium, so you need to have ice cream. That was one of the things that's I needed. Right. That said. was the other one yeah. too, yeah. So, um, <laughs> so he's just been doing such a great job, and they just found that really, you know, the, the question she had for us was, look, how do I do this? How do I, you know, how do I deal with this challenge? So I've got to go in and I've got to speak to these people, and she was wanted to go in there with her dad. Um, yeah. You know, what questions should I ask? What should I tell them? And we really do hear this from our fans all the time because the time. it's one thing to have this great wellness philosophy, but then when you really get challenged by someone who's, you know, kind of got the degree hanging on the wall, which which should mean that they know what they're talking about, it can yeah. be really challenging to, to stick to your guns and to understand that, you know, they don't always have the best up-to-date information um, and that maybe actually, you know, what you've, what you've learned elsewhere might actually be more relevant in this case and might actually get you better results. And... Um, you know, I've I've had a couple of personal experiences with this recently with people going undergoing cancer treatment who've who've actually done really well uh, by doing the conventional treatment, but by also looking at their diet and exercise and stuff, which is which is great. I want to um, stipulate though something here before we go on is, is that it's not all doctors. Obviously, we're, no, we're you know it's some, absolutely not. And, but unfortunately, it's actually there's a lot of them uh, that we face. Now, it's not just medical doctors we're talking about it either, right? We no. are also talking about chiropractors. We are also talking about naturopaths. We're also talking about any health professional that are out there because every profession has it, right? Yeah, you agree. Well, a great example recently was the interview we did with Carol Hungerford. Mm. I mean, she she is a GP and she has a fantastic idea around health and the importance of looking at diet and the importance of looking at some alternatives and, and she was just fabulous and you know I think we'd all love to have her as our doctor, she was just great. Um, so it's certainly not a you know a doctor bashing exercise by any stretch of the imagination, it's, it's about allowing people to make informed choices and I think that's really what it keeps coming back to is um, gathering the right information from the right people so that you can really make a truly informed choice. Damien, I'd love to hear your story. I mean, you, you just t told us before the show about the story that you have encountered recently. And w the reason why I think it's important to discuss this is because you get to see sort of the things that most of you, the fans, who probably, you know, had a, not, you know, had a chance to experience. But some people might say, well, well, I don't have any problems with my doctor, but this is what's going on out there. So, Damien, tell us what's your story. Weirdest thing. Like, it's amazing. You know, and look, this... this uh, Lawrence said this before, this happens across all professions. It's not just mainstream medicine that we're talking about here. This is just an example of that. So let me just say that uh, today I was saying farewell to um, our neighbours 
and because uh, we've just moved house, we've moved moved to a different suburb uh, in Melbourne. And um, and as I was saying goodbye, I asked how um, these two, th th this couple's uh, daughter was, because um, they're, they're both GPs, and their daughter hadn't been settled, and you know been crying a lot, not feeding too well, and uh, there was and and you know the female. Um, GP, the mother, she had some concerns and I offered to check the baby uh, in, in a chiropractic sense and they were reluctant to do that because they've heard of all the horror stories uh, about chiropractic. However, I did end up checking the baby and I also felt that there wasn't something, it was a bit NQR, the baby was beautiful uh, but there was just something not right. So I made a few suggestions, one of the suggestions I, I made was that uh, there might have been some congenital hip dysplasia and that's where the hips just don't feel right and they, they actually don't form properly and uh, that needs intervention. And she said, well, you know, it kind of doesn't sound um, too far wrong but I'll go to speak to a, you know, a paediatrician and see what they say. Well, as a GP, she, she knows a lot of stuff. Uh, she, she obviously comes across a whole lot of these sorts of situations every single day. She rocked out to the paediatrician, a member of her profession, and said to the uh, paediatrician, um, I think that um, my baby might actually have congenital hip dysplasia. Can we do an ultrasound? And he scoffed at her and laughed and said, don't be ridiculous, your baby's fine, um, you're being silly. And she was taken back by that. She, you know, she felt terrible that one she brought that up, and then she started to question herself as to was she being too sensitive, or maybe was she being a little bit overprotective because she's a GP and a mum. And uh, and but she, there was this thing inside her that was her gut telling her that, you know, no, she needed to pursue it. So she pursued it. The paediatrician um, didn't want to do it, so she had to go see somebody else, and they ended up. Um, getting a referral for an ultrasound. Now, she could have written it herself, but of course, that's illegal to do. You can't write yourself those sorts of things when you're in those sorts of positions. Uh, family members can't do that. So she had to get someone else to write it. Eventually, um, the pediatrician wrote it and they went and got the ultrasound on the baby's hip. The baby's hip ultrasound came back as being perfect, no problems. She still didn't feel like that gave her enough information, so she requested an X-ray. But this time, like there was rolling of the eyes. There was this is ridiculous. This is just not on. And uh, you know, as a as a mum, most people, most mums would start to walk away and go, "Oh my gosh, I've been ridiculous." And uh, she pushed on because obviously she's got she's got knowledge, and her husband also being a GP has quite a substantial amount of knowledge, and they were both very concerned. So they got the X-ray done of the pelvis. Sure enough, there was congenital hip dysplasia and, uh, and now seven months into her little life, she's probably likely to be in a hip brace for nearly 12 months, including rehabilitation and a whole host of stuff. So yeah, there's a bunch of things that actually now become delayed because it was so delayed in its pickup and in its diagnosis. And one of the scariest things here is that it was one person in the same profession being belittled by another person in the same profession. And, and this happens a lot, not only in medicine, but in all other professions. And my point here is that if you don't have enough conviction, if you don't believe it, you don't trust in your instinct or your gut, then it can be quite easy to be persuaded that you're crazy or you're thinking down the wrong path or down the wrong lines. And for me, it was a massive eye-opener that even GPs come up against some of this stuff. No, it's just massive. I mean, just to be able to point out to you that, you know, can you think about a mom who's, who's you know, who might not even be working, just wanted to, you know, who was worried and takes their kid to a whatever health professional and they're going to take the word of that professional because they believe that they're the expert. But the yeah. problem lies here is that 
oftentimes we take that professional's word as if the that's the only option. And I think yeah. this is what we're trying to just say here is that if it doesn't feel right, I mean, there are a lot of great health practitioners out there. And I think, you know, if they're given the, the right, uh, right, I guess, information or advice, then you're going to feel that. But if you feel that, you know, that doesn't feel right, what are, the, what are some of the steps or the things that you can do to work around that? That's what I'm going to talk about today. So, Brett, let's start off by um, going, giving some people some advice on regards to how to go about doing that. Now, this, now let's set the situation, right? Just to come, going back to this a second, is that it's when you approach someone, like a health professional, whether it be a chiropractor or, um, you know, acupuncturist or naturopath or MD or GP or whatever it is, and their opinion or advice to you just doesn't feel right to you. What do you do? Like, well, how, do you go around, how do you go around that? Yeah, well, I think, I think the first thing to do is take a little step back here. And so the first thing you want to do is you actually want to be informed and prepared in advance. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, on the Wellness Guys, we talk all the time about, you know, not waiting for a crisis, you know, about yeah. looking after yourself from the start to the finish. And, and it, it's the same for information as well. So what you want to do is before you even get to the stage of any crisis is you want to make sure that you're informed and that you're well prepared. And, and really, this was great with our friend that I spoke about at the start is the reason she was able to come to us and say, hey, I don't think this stuff is quite right. I think I need to get a second opinion here. Or, you know, what questions should I ask? The reason she knew to do that, amongst other things, is that she'd been a Wellness Guys fan. You know, she's been listening to our episodes. She's, she's She's informed herself about diet and exercise and all these other things. So she knew that when she got that advice that, hey, that just doesn't quite sit right with me. That doesn't fit in the picture I've learnt and, and all the information I've got around health and well-being. And so for her, the ability to gather the information beforehand meant that when she got into that situation where you're under the pump, you're put on the spot, she's got some information, some knowledge there so that she wasn't just kind of coerced into following um, you know, the, the opinions of the person sitting in front of her, she was actually able to make her own informed decision. So I think gathering that information first is really important. Um, that also can come into, you know, once you sort of know what's going on is, is trying to gather your own information too. So, you know, once you've been given a diagnosis, then, you know, having a look around, maybe speaking to someone else, um, you know, making sure that you've got the information. Because we speak a lot in healthcare about, you know, making an informed choice or informed consent and all these sort of things. Um, and often we think of that as just you know making sure that we're being aware of the risks. But really, a true informed consent, a true informed choice involves knowing what other options are out there. What else can I do um, to help me make the right decision here? So I think being informed and prepared is probably number one. That's a really important spot to start. I think also being informed also gives you an advantage a little bit to to you know at least to have some information, a bit of confidence and certainty when you go approach someone. But even so, with all that information, I can tell you from experience. Um, you might actually come against um, a, someone who is going to right away sort of put you in a box. You know, my a clear example is when my wife, um, I th you know, on several occasions um, had to go to the medical doctors for, you know, I think it was mastitis when the, my first one, um, she had a couple of mastitis issues when she was first born. And one of the things is that we don't do is we don't usually take you know take drugs at all. So one of the things we wanted to know is some what are the alternatives, and the um, and we're pretty strong with it. You know we we, we there's certain things that we, we believe in and certain things that we want to have, search out for before we try and you know go down the medical route. So we wanted to ask their opinion, and um, because my wife being um, Canadian, she has this the North American accent, and it's like it's funny because. The doctor was talking to me saying, he goes, you know, oh, so she's the American type. <laughs> it's almost like, you know, she's the American girl. And well, she's... Think about to say to a Canadian. Yeah. Well, <laughs> literally, you know, that I'm the chiropractor, but she was really strong at it. And one of the things was that 
you know, they now have labeled her like in that practice as she's the, the American, you know, the American girl or American woman, you know, even the pharmacist knows she's the American one. Oh yes. You're the one who doesn't want the, the Medicaid, Medicaid stuff. It's like, it's amazing. Even with all the information, just be prepared that with all that information, sometimes when you go in there, they're going to label you. Right. So, um, so Damien, what, do, what is your advice? What do you, what do you think, uh, your opinion would be when, once you hit, so you're informed now, what are some of the things that, to, how to deal with? I think, I think, like Brad, I said, and you said, inform, information is crucial. But where to get that bit of information is really important. Now, it doesn't matter. Some people kind of go, oh, I don't really want to bring up the Google thing, you know, Doctor Google, and I don't really want to do Professor Wiki. But those sorts of uh, those sorts of places can actually help um, us as professionals um, make make a better decision, you know, because you're going to probably type in a whole bunch of little search terms and, you know, tell the computer possibly more than what you end up telling us or answer more questions on the computer than what we actually um, ask you for. And uh, and that could actually help guide us. So don't be afraid to bring up information like, you know, well, I did a Google search and these are the things that I found out. Or, you know, I did a, 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 a Wikipedia thing, search and this is this is what I'm thinking. And because all that could actually be quite relevant. So don't be scared of that. You could even say that, you know, anecdotally, you heard through somebody else who had such and such and, you know, you just concerned about it because that can be enough to you know raise alarm bells in a practitioner or a health professional now the other thing to keep in mind is as well is that sometimes there can be interdisciplinary um, bashing so you know there's this perception that chiropractors don't like osteos and osteos don't like chiros and physios are that you know don't like us and all that sort of stuff well I don't know don't really know if that's the case I know that certainly there's some misinformation out there but uh, if a practitioner goes into a bit of bashing, then you got to kind of think, well, maybe this isn't the practitioner that I want to see because you've yeah. already got one particular practitioner as part of your healthcare team. You don't need someone else who's not part of your healthcare team trying to bash down the professionals that you're already seeing because they're just that's not a collaborative approach to your health and well-being. So, you know, just look out for warning signs as to whether or not you should be seeing that particular person as part of your healthcare team. There's no room for professional bashing. It just doesn't make any sense. The other thing is too that um, it doesn't hurt to get a second opinion so or a third opinion. You know, just trust your instinct and go and get one, two or three opinions if, if, you, you know, if you're just not too sure. It's so true though when you sort of research um, different things like you said on, on, on internet, there's that fear of being judged when you present that information but i know if i want to if i went to a health professional and i said this is what i looked and this is what i came up with i want my health professional to be able to say to me okay well well this is the reason why they say this and you know and or this is the reason why they say that you know and they have this opinion across the board just to 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 work on that to be able to work together to you know to actually decide what's actually happening with that particular case where someone says oh you don't don't go on the internet that you know you know that's full of crap then then you know that the person i'm willing to listen and they're not going to be willing to discuss some of the issues that concern you and i don't think that's a great idea that i don't think that's the right professional um, you know professional approach um, they should go into this quote-unquote collaborative care um damon you just read an article recently about collaborative care <laughs> classic <laughs> classic <laughs> Uh, uh, just discuss that for a bit. Is it is in the Australian Doctor, which is the magazine that gets sent out to uh, all the doctors uh, throughout Australia? Um, and it was a quote from the Australian Health Review in 2012, so this year, 
and uh, oops, I just date stamped it. Sorry about that, boys. And uh, and the headline says doctors and midwives both want a boss. And the opening comment says doctors and midwives are both in favour of collaborative obstetric care, so long as they're the ones that are in charge. Of <laughs> you know? so and the classic that. thing about that is that what, what's happening there is that the practitioners actually are trying to put themselves first rather than actually putting the person first. And it's actually really the person who's in charge of the care. And and so often health practitioners forget that. That mm. um, actually, you know, it's you that's in charge. It's you that gets to make the informed decision. You know, they're there to give you the information, but it's your choice what you do with that. And a really important part of that as well is is enabling you to ask the right questions. So, um, you know, you want to find yourself a health practitioner who is willing to let you ask questions and to actually answer them, not to belittle you or, um, you know, have a go at you or confuse you, but actually to be able to go, that's a good question and here's the answer why and this is sort of what Lawrence was getting at before but it's really the onus is on you as well to ask the right questions so you know and one of the best questions you can just ask is why you know when someone says to you that you know you need to make sure that you're getting that those grains into your diet so you're getting enough energy you know you, you can say well why why is that the only source of energy why is it particularly grains that I need to get to get that energy um, you know when when they're saying we well, need milk to get the calcium, like well, why is milk the only source of calcium? You know, why can't I get calcium from leafy green vegetables? You know, so it's it's about having that information, but but also knowing what is the right question to ask. And yeah. once again, I think that comes back to being informed as well. I think you know, sure. I think that most patients actually come in to go see us or even go to a senior doctor. They're actually probably more informed about that particular problem because they've actually done the research. And, um, you know, so when you ask a, a doctor, say, or any doctor, say, you know, why do I need to take cow's milk to get the calcium, like you said, you know, if they, their answers are, well, because well, cow's milk has calcium, then you kind of know that they, pro you probably know more than them about that. <laughs> and yeah. uh, so it's important to start to question it. If, for example, I know so many um, uh, doctors or physios or whatever say, he goes, oh, I'm going to go see my chiropractor. And he goes, well, why would you don't go see that and go, go do this? And you, when you ask the question, if the lead-up question should be, go, well, why? He goes, yeah. I don't know, because someone, like, most of the time, most physios or uh, medical doctors haven't probably seen a chiropractor before in their life. They just made a judgment call or an opinion based upon, you know, they were taught or, you know, somewhere they heard from another patient or whatever. They've never actually experienced and actually know exactly what we do. So it's really important to kind of formulate that at the end of the day, any health practitioner that you go and see, me included, is that whatever I give my opinion is just my opinion. You know, any recommendation that I give is just my opinion. And I think one of the most, you know, I know there's a lot of um, new graduates, uh, health, prof health professionals that listen to us right, on the show. And I hope that you guys uh, go out there and, and, and practice the way we practice, which is to give options and give your opinion, but give options and your recommendations. Don't say this is the only way. Because I think that's forcing people to care that, you know, that's, that's their choice at the end of the day. You know, the patient comes first and then you're just giving an opinion. If they choose what you recommend, that's great, but that's because you've given everything they're informed, um, you know, to allow them to make an informed decision. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really important that when they make that decision, they're making that decision not out of fear. You know, I think so often in the health circles, you can be, you know, kind of bullied into it, like, you know, made to feel like if you don't actually do exactly what I'm saying, then, you know, the world's going to end. And, and often that's not the case. Um, and so you've got to make sure that you're making that informed decision based on the facts and the evidence and the information that's been presented to you, not based on fear. Um, and I think that's a really important point as well, because you, if you're making it just based on fear, then you may not be making the right decision. So Damien, um, 
any last point that you want to make about this particular topic when doctors don't listen or any health professionals don't listen? Oh, look, I think if you're not getting heard, then you've got to go to, um, to, to see somebody else. Don't be afraid to go see somebody else. Or, you know, if, if you just feel like you're beating your head up against the wall, then try something new. Try something different. You know, you don't have to keep on going to see the same physio or the same chiro or the same osteo. In fact, you don't have to stick to that particular model of healthcare. You go somewhere else. If you don't want to, if you don't, if you're not trusting medicine anymore, then go somewhere else. There's plenty of people out there that are skilled enough and who really want to take care of you and answer your questions and take you, you know, on a health journey. Uh, there's so many people out there that want to do that that um, you should enrol those sorts of people in your healthcare plan. Um, but just don't get put off. Just have a bit of resilience. Um, know that it's your right to be healthy, and uh, and that you, all you're doing is seeking more information, and more information can't be bad. I think one last advice on top of that is is to ask for your friend's referral. You know, if they ask your friends um, who they see, nice. and uh, nice. I think that's really important. I know yeah. that uh, for me, when my wife was going through all that troubles with the, with our doc, with our doc, well, we don't really have a doctor per se, but the doctor just happened to be locally where we're living. We, you know, asked for referrals, and we actually drove all the way to Fremantle, and we were living in Mandara at the time, so we drove over an hour um, to get to a medical doctor that would was willing to listen. You know, so it's about asking the right people, and so make sure you do ask that. Now we're going to lead off to leading on to about why it's so important to actually get informed and this is what we're doing this is the reason why we're doing the wellness couch in the first place right guys it's to really inform you with and arm you with information so that you're better prepared for your life and for your family so the wellness couch is going to have basically coming up this week really literally is going to have four shows the first show obviously is the wellness guys you're you know we're the the staple of the show we created the, the original show. and the, the best yeah the original and the best <laughs> <laughs> which will be coming out live on a monday morning obviously so that's uh, that, that's going to continue we're not stopping <laughs> we're still continuing going every single week and uh, following up on the uh, Monday lineup will be the Tuesday lineup, which will be the Up For Chat Girls, uh, which you heard the interview um, of last week. That will be featuring um, Karen Smith and uh, Kim Morrison and Cindy O'Meara, which is going to be, if I'm just so looking forward to hearing those girls um, chat about things, <laughs> about life. And, and uh, those girls can, can talk for a while. And that's why their show is over. It's about an hour long, where our show is half an hour. <laughs> it's so <laughs> They're just complimenting a, each other all the time. They do. There's a lot of love. There's a whole lot of love in that show. It's amazing because it feels like you're going to go for ages, ages, ages. And it's almost like there's either someone there going, that's it, stop. Uh, or there's an alarm clock that goes off or something goes off and they just have to come to a screeching halt because they could go forever, these girls. <laughs> well, we, we got bro love, don't we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah. All right, so, <laughs> your so, uh, your skin's still porcelain. Mate. Yeah, I'm thinking we better stop in there. In our own payout kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Wednesday is gonna we're gonna give it a break. On Thursday, we are actually I don't know what Thursday is gonna be. I, I can't remember. But the two new shows that we haven't discussed is I'm I'm really excited about this. Uh, one of the other shows is gonna be um, Inside the Champion's Mind. Inside the Champion's Mind is um, hosted by myself, yours truly. And I'll be interviewing. It's actually a limited series for now. It's a it's a twelve part series, so you're gonna get it for twelve weeks straight uh, with Dr. Jeff Spencer, one of one of the most popular um, podcast uh, interviews that we've done over the last you know year. And Jeff Spencer is, if you don't know, he's basically what I call the champions maker. He's 
you know, he's helped over 40 plus world champions um, reaching Olympic standards and uh, recently just helped uh, someone win the gold medal um, in the London Olympics. And he's not only just worked with athletes. It, this podcast is not about athletes. It's not about, you know, getting better, being a smarter ch champion. It's actually about life. It's about trying to decide how can you embrace the champion mindset to overcome anything in life. He's worked with um, U2, the band, you know, the rock band U2. He's worked with um, several, um, you know, you? Oscar he's winning. You? He's worked with me. Yeah, he's worked with me. Uh, he's worked with Hollywood stars, uh, which some of them we can name, some of them we can't. So you've got to listen to it. It's great. Uh, we started recording a couple episodes and it's just me. It amazes me. Basically, I'll tell you what it comes down to is about how you can stop becoming a loser and a whiner to become a champion. That's what he calls it. So uh, we, and we, unfortunately, we're actually all born with a human instinct or a human blueprint to become sort of, you know, a bit of a whiner. So this is about installing a new champion mindset. And I can't wait for this one, Lawrence. Like I'm seriously excited about about listening to this, and I hope that doesn't mean that it's because I'm a loser and a whiner. But I, I really, I really can't wait for it. This, this is definitely one that I'm just hanging out for it's gonna be brilliant oh it's, it's really great uh, the last show on the lineup on the friday will be um our my good friend um one of my best friends from university and he was also a very popular uh, guest from our previous podcast uh, interviewed from last year which is jamie richards and he's gonna be bringing his life by design uh radio show to the wellness couch we're looking forward to that life by design is a, it's just a lifestyle it's it's just a really cool concept that he's been able to embrace and he's got a couple people that he'll be hosting the show with one being his brother joel and uh it's just going to be an amazing concept to work around every aspect of life what we talk about on the wellness guys but from a different perspective and i think you'll you'll love it too i think it's also a bit of bro love there too i think i don't think there's any females on that show <laughs> as of yet so listen guys i hope you really enjoyed this particular episode i hope that you you feel more certain and have more confidence when you approach your medical uh, medical practitioner, your chiropractor, or any health professional, and when you come across these conflicts. Um, the one I want to make sure that you go and sign up to our new website, which is thewellnesscouch.com. And uh, one of the things that we actually created is also a Facebook page um, already with tons of likes already. So I'd love for you to kind of join us there on thewellnesscouch.com. I uh, know, sorry, facebook.com slash thewellnesscouch. And so, yeah, this is going to be great. And I really, well, we're all really excited about this and how it's going to pan out over the next few years and how we can actually create a massive change in wellness. So, like always, join us next week now <laughs> on The Wellness Guys. But we also have two websites now, thewellnessguys.com, thewellnesscouch.com as well. So, with this particular episode, I do want people, to, I want to hear your opinions. I want to hear your um, episodes, or sorry, not episodes, but your encounters with your health professionals, I guess, and the difficulties that you might have had and how you dealt with it on our Facebook page. So go check us out on the Wellness Guys Facebook page. Until next week, begin creating wellness into your lives, lead by example, and let's change the world's health together. Join us next week on the Wellness Guys Show.